For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject the Melchizedek Priesthood. This is part four of the series. So let's examine how the rabbis teach from the Midrash Rabbah Numbers 4.8 that Adam was the world's firstborn. Adam was given the birthright or the firstborn blessing or office from Midrash Rabbah, Genesis 97, 6. And Israel said unto Joseph, Behold, I die, Genesis chapter 48, verse 21. Rabbi Judah maintained the portion or Shechem means the birthright and the raiment of Adam. The firstborn also had priestly rights and duties from the Midrash Rabbah, Genesis 63, 13. And Jacob said, Swear to me. Genesis chapter 25, verse 33. That is in speaking to Esau. Why did Jacob display such eagerness for the birthright? Because we learned that before there was the construction of the tabernacle in the wilderness, the sacrificial service upon the altar was performed by the firstborn. After it was erected, that is the sin of the golden calf, the sacrifice official service was performed by priests or Levitical priests. Adam was made king over the kingdom of the God of Israel on earth, as we can see from Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, as it is written. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So when Adam was given dominion, dominion means rule and reign. So Adam had the position of being a king in the kingdom of the God of Israel on earth. It says in Psalm chapter 8 verses 4 and 5, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? For you've made him a little lower than the angels and you've crowned him with glory and honor. And so we can see from these things that Adam had the place and the position and the office of being a king, a priest, and a firstborn. And so one who is a king, a priest, and a firstborn is one who is a Melchizedek priest in the kingdom and the governmental order of the God of Israel on earth. So Adam being a Melchizedek priest to be a steward over the kingdom of God on the earth 
for the God of Israel. He had a responsibility with this office to teach the ways of that kingdom to the people on the earth, that is to teach the Torah, the the teaching, the instruction of the God of Israel's kingdom, to teach it and to live it. And as a part of of that responsibility and duty that if anyone in the kingdom that belonged to the family in particular departed from the ways of the kingdom, that you were to perform the act of redemption to restore and to reconcile and to bring that person back into the family and to bring restoration to the kingdom. And if the situation so requires it, you must be willing to lay down your life to perform that act of redemption, restoration, and reconciliation of the family of the God of Israel and his kingdom. And so now we look at the events that happened in the garden. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 6, it is written, And when the woman, that is Eve, saw that the tree was good for food, and that is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she she took of the fruit and did eat and gave it unto her husband with her and he and that is Adam did eat with her. Now we're told in the New Testament in 1st Timothy chapter 2 verse 14 that in the garden Adam was not deceived. It was Eve that was deceived by the serpent and Adam was not deceived but the woman being deceived the woman was in the transgression and so in the garden it was Adam's response Responsibility, given that his wife got deceived and had sinned and disobeyed the Torah or the commandment of the God of Israel, that is, that in the garden of all the trees you may freely eat, but not of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And so Eve disobeyed that commandment. And so rather than Adam coming and instructing her regarding what she should have done, and instead of Adam laying down his life for her to redeem and to restore her, he instead, he participated in the sin with her. So therefore he failed in his Melchizedek task, duty, and responsibility. And because he failed in his role in his task, then Adam and Eve were driven out of the garden as we're told in Genesis chapter 3 verse 24. So he drove out the man. The Hebrew word that's translated as drive out is the Strong's number 1644 and the Strong's Hebrew dictionary. It's the Hebrew word garash. It means to drive out, expel. It means to divorce. So let's summarize what happened in the garden. Adam was created to be the world's king, priest, and firstborn over the kingdom of God on earth from which Yeshua created the heavens and the earth. Adam was to be a steward of the kingdom of God on earth on behalf of Yeshua, who created the heavens and the earth for his father. And so Adam had the place and the position of being a king, a priest, and a firstborn. And so therefore Adam is a Melchizedek priest in the government of God on earth within his kingdom. But Adam failed 
world in his role and his task and responsibility as a Melchizedek priest because when his wife Eve sinned in the garden, in other words, violated the Torah of the God of Israel, rather than instructing her, rather than laying down his life to redeem and reconcile and restore her, he participated in the sin with her. And so because of Adam's disobedience and his place and his position as being the Melchizedek priest on the earth on behalf of God's kingdom and to be a leader and a teacher and example for everyone living on the earth in this kingdom. He failed in his duty and his task, so he was kicked out of the garden. Now we're going to look at the next example in the Bible regarding the same issue, and we're going to look at the account of Cain and Abel. In Genesis chapter 4, verse 1, it is written, And Adam knew Eve his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain, and said, I've gotten a man from the Lord. And so Cain is a firstborn. And Cain had a brother named Abel in Genesis chapter 4 verse 2. And she again bare his brother Abel. And Abel was a keeper of the sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And so we see that they had different occupations in their lives. And so within the kingdom of God, you are to bring offerings to the God of Israel. And a part of these offerings was to show thanksgiving and thanks and gratitude unto him for who he is and for his provision. And in Genesis chapter 4 verses 3 and 4, it is written, And Cain brought the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel, he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. Now the Hebrew word that's translated here as offering is minha. And minha is a gift that is given someone by your own free will and from your heart. And so these were gifts that were being brought and given to the God of Israel. Israel. But the reason why the God of Israel received Abel's offering is because he gave it with the right heart and the right attitude. And Cain did not bring his offering to the God of Israel with the right heart and attitude. We can see that this word minha that was brought by Cain and Abel, the offering that it's translated as a gift or a present. We can see this in Genesis chapter 32, verse 18 and 20, and it's something that is freely given from the heart. Then you will say, they be your servant Jacob's. It is a minha. It is a present sent unto my Lord Esau. And so a minha here is a free will gift from the heart that Jacob is sending and given to his brother brother Esau. And now Genesis chapter 32 verse 20. And say ye moreover, behold, your servant Jacob is behind us. For he said, I will appease him with a minha, with a gift from my heart. It goes before me. Peradventure he will accept it of me. So when we give a 
gift from the heart to the God of Israel. We are to give our best. In Genesis chapter 43, verse 11, And their father Israel said unto them, If it must be so now, do this. Take of the best fruits in the land, in your vessels, and carry down this man a ninha, a little balm, a little honey, spices, and myrrh, nuts, and almonds. No ninha, no free will gift from the heart can be made from leaven. And leaven is going to represent something that is insincere, something that is impure. In Leviticus chapter 2 verse 11 it is written, No minha which ye shall bring unto the Lord shall be made with leaven. Leaven also represents sin or an evil heart. We're told in Exodus chapter 23 verse 19 that the first fruit of the land belongs to the God of Israel. The first of the first fruits of your land ye shall bring into the house of the Lord your God. And so this is the background for us to understand why the God of Israel received Abel's offering and not Cain's offering. We see in Genesis chapter 4 verse 3 that Cain brought a minha from the fruit of the ground. Genesis chapter 4 verse 3, and Cain brought of the fruit of the ground a minha unto the Lord. So a minha can be a first fruits offering. Leviticus chapter 2 verse 14, and if you offer a minha of your first fruits unto the Lord. And so you're to freely give from your heart your first fruits unto the Lord in thankfulness to him for who he is in his provision. We're told that the firstborn of man and beast belongs to the God of Israel. Exodus chapter 13 verse 2. Sanctify unto me all the firstborn whatsoever opens the womb among the children of Israel, both of man and of beast, it is mine. Now Abel brought a first fruit offering. Genesis chapter 4 verse 4. And Abel he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. Now this minha is to be brought to the priest. Leviticus chapter 2 verses 1 and 2. And when any will offer a minha unto the Lord he shall bring it to Aaron's sons the priests. A minha is linked with holiness. Psalm chapter 96 verse 8 and 9. Give unto the Lord the glory due his name. Bring a minha and come into his courts. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Fear before him all the earth. And so Abel's minha offering is accepted, but Cain's is rejected. Genesis chapter 4 verses 4 and 5. And Abel he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering, but unto to Cain and his offering, he had not respect or he did not accept and receive. So with this background of understanding what was being given, the minha, the requirements of it, why was Abel's minha accepted and not Cain's? Because Abel gave a first fruit of his offerings and he did it with a joyful heart and he freely gave it from his heart. But Cain did not give from his heart and he gave grudgingly and he did not give his best. And so therefore the God of Israel, because Cain gave it grudgingly, because he didn't give his best, because he didn't have the right attitude, this is why the God of Israel rejected Cain's offering. And so 
this is what Paul wrote and taught to us regarding what our attitude should be in giving in 2 Corinthians in chapter 9, beginning in verse 6. It reads, But this I say, He that sows sparingly shall reap sparingly, and he which sows bountifully shall reap bountifully. Every man according as he has purposed in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. As it is written, he is dispersed abroad, he is given to the poor, and his righteousness remains forever. So the attitude of our heart in our giving is we are not to give unto the Lord grudgingly or of necessity because God is is not going to receive one who gives with a heart that gives with an attitude of grudgingly or of necessity. So this is why Cain's offering was rejected. Now, Cain was older than his brother Abel. So Cain has the place and the position of being a firstborn. And being a firstborn, he had firstborn responsibilities and rights. And being a firstborn, he was to receive the double portion, and by receiving the double portion, he was to have the means by which, if the situation arose and called for it, that if someone within the family departed from the family, he would have the means to go out and to redeem or restore the one that departed from the family back to the family, and it was the firstborn's responsibility to teach the Torah, to be an example to the rest of the family. It was also the firstborn's responsibility, if the situation called for it to lay down his life. That being the case, let's look at the conversation that the God of Israel has with Cain as found in Genesis chapter 4 verse 5. But unto Cain and to his offering the God of Israel did not respect. And Cain was very wroth and his countenance fell. And so what is translated as very wroth is the Hebrew word harah. It means to be hot. It means to, to be furious. It means to burn with anger. Anger. And so when the God of Israel did not receive Cain's offering, Cain got mad at the God of Israel. See, it's Cain that brought his offering grudgingly or of necessity. He did not give it freely. He did not give his best. He did not have the right heart attitude. But yet when his offering was not received, he got mad even though he was the one that was doing what he was doing with the wrong heart and with the wrong attitude. And so so in Genesis chapter 4 verse 6, the Lord says to Cain, why are you so angry? Why are you wroth? And then the God of Israel instructs him in Genesis chapter 4 verse 7, if you do well, in other words, you already are older than your brother, you're the firstborn in your family, if you do what your responsibilities are, and if you're faithful to it, if you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you don't do well, then sin lies at the door, and unto you shall be his desire, and you shall rule over him. So don't you know that if you do well, that you will rule over your brother? And then in Genesis chapter 4 verse 8, and Cain talked with Abel his brother, and it came to pass that when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel his brother and slew him. Cain kills his brother Abel. So being a firstborn of the 
the family. It was Cain's responsibility to be the overseer and the example and the teacher of the ways of the God of Israel in the family. And being the firstborn and ultimately having the place to have and receive the double portion blessing, he was to be a helper of anybody in the family that needed that help. He must even be willing to lay down his life if the situation calls for it. So he's already in the position and the place and the authority over his brother. And in the kingdom of God, he has a responsibility for his brother. And that being the case, let's see and understand the conversation that takes place in Genesis chapter 4, verse 9, when the Lord said to Cain, where is Abel your brother? And he said, I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? So why did Cain say, am I my brother's keeper? Because he is his brother's keeper, being the firstborn in the family. He's just failing in that task and that responsibility, and he's giving an angry reply from his heart. Once again, his heart attitude is wrong. So let's summarize what we've covered here regarding Cain and Abel and how this allows us to understand the responsibility of a Melchizedek priest in the kingdom of the God of Israel. And a Melchizedek priest is a king, a priest, and a firstborn. So as a firstborn, Cain is a firstborn in the family, and Abel is his younger brother. Both Cain and Abel brought a minha offering to the God of Israel. And a minha offering is an offering that must be given freely from the heart, and you must give your best, and it is to be a first fruit offering unto the God of Israel. Cain's minha offering was rejected because it was given with a wrong heart and a wrong attitude. He didn't give his best. And Abel's minha offering was accepted. Because Cain's minha offering was rejected, we can assume the reason for it is he did not fulfill the requirement requirements by the God of Israel for that minha offering. And so therefore, we can assume that he did not bring his best offering with the proper heart attitude. But instead of repenting for his behavior by not bringing his best, by not having the proper heart attitude regarding the matter, Cain became angry at the God of Israel for rejecting his minha offering. And being a firstborn, Cain was responsible for being a spiritual example to his brother, and if the situation called for it, be willing to lay down his life for his benefit. But rather than laying down his life for the benefit of his brother, Cain rejected his firstborn responsibility to his brother and killed him instead. So therefore, we see that Adam failed in his responsibility in the government of God in the garden, and Cain is failing in his responsibility within the kingdom of God as a firstborn as well. And so this is going to conclude this teaching of the Melchizedek priesthood, where we are explaining to you the kingdom of God, the government of God, and a particular part of the government of God, which is the Melchizedek priesthood, what it is. It means that if you're a Melchizedek priest, you have the office of king, priest, firstborn, and there's duties and obligations and responsibilities within the kingdom of God when you have that office. When you're faithful to the office, then you will be able to rule and reign in the kingdom of God, and you will receive an inheritance 
from the Heavenly Father for your faithfulness. But if you're unfaithful in the office, then you're going to lose your place in the kingdom of God. You're going to lose your place to rule and reign in the government of God. So we will continue this teaching and look at more biblical examples. Well, that's going to conclude part four of the series on the subject, the Melchizedek Priesthood. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.